if you can telegraph in advance what the experience is and take the mystery out of it, it becomes a lot more comfortable for somebody to say yes. Hey, it's Jason Flatland here. You're listening to The Jason Flatland Show, where I'll be sharing everything from sales and webinar tips to improving productivity and reaching your infinite potential. Marketing is valuable sometimes if it's not predictable. It's a huge lesson for you. So I love listening about the teleseminar right now. If you haven't used a teleseminar in a long time and you use it, the novelty of it alone is going to increase the effectiveness of the thing. So you should pull out old stuff and reuse it again. The worst sin in marketing is being predictable because predictable is boring. So this is the way that I disrupt that. I also steal their frame. And then I say, if we part ways right now, would you immediately go out and set the world on fire? And I say, doubtful. And then this is how I transition into the close. I say, you need me in your ear for the next six weeks if you're truly gonna take what you heard today and turn it into buckets of money. What you say is less important. It's the emotion that's connected to it and it's the presentation of the thing that matters. And so I say, you're not gonna do this unless you buy my course. Because when you buy my course, you get my accountability, you get this, you get that, you get this, you get that, blah, blah, blah. I had this close that was scripted word for word where it was like, I'm faced with one of two choices today. Choice one is I could leave you as it is right now and hope and pray that somehow, some way left to your own devices on your own, you could make a go at this and be successful with that. And if that was my only option, it would be a worthy ideal to pursue. But I have a second option. I could have an option where I could take every resource that I could create at my disposal and I could take an active role in your success and a responsibility in your outcome. And I chose the second option. And it's with great pleasure that I introduce it to you. It's called whatever your product name is. So the late, great Bob Proctor, they took that close word for word, even with the, that'd be a worthy ideal to pursue, literally. And Bob was a sales legend in his own right. And he used this on a webinar for the science of getting rich and it ran better than any webinar that they ever done. And Bob would say, this feels weird. He's like, it feels uncomfortable. I don't like doing it. It's awkward, but it makes more money than anything else we can do. And I'm like, ah, that sounds good to me then. Now it's better if you can make it your own and feel comfortable with it, but it does go to show you how powerful these closes can be. I had another client, Ben Cummings. Ben was preparing a webinar, his first one ever, and he ran out of time. And so he gets on the webinar and he says, I just printed out the closes that my mentor, Jason Fladlin, taught me. And I'm just gonna read them to you. And he read them off of a printed paper and closed them that way. And it worked. <laughs> oh yeah, I am that good. I thought about every single word. It would be a worthy ideal to pursue. I don't know why I said it that way. It just felt like poetry. Nothing no other marketer would ever say, but it has the tension and the drama and the excitement. And so this is how you can ethically sell in a way where you can justify that not selling them is a great disservice to their well-being. And if you can frame whatever you sell underneath that pretext, you will sell a lot more, regardless of whether you use webinars or not. Uh, here's a really good one. Show the email on the registration page. So I learned this one for Gary Halbert, but I didn't learn it in the way that you would think I would learn it at. If you notice a pattern, I learn things, but I don't learn them, oh, take it over here from point A and put it into point B, right? I step back and I zoom out and I say, what is the strategical implication of this? not the tactical implementation of it. This is really important. So Gary Halbert used to talk about this thing. He says, for his response, like his call to action in his direct mail. And Halbert made this big point about how if you can telegraph in advance what the experience is and take the mystery out of it, it becomes a lot more comfortable for somebody to say yes. A lot of people say no, not because they don't want the thing. They say no because they're scared of the unknown. So make it known. So I took that application and I applied it in this following way. So somebody signs up to the webinar, I say, congrats, you're registered. Important, 
In a few minutes, you're going to get an email from me. It'll have a subject line that says this. In fact, it looks exactly like this. And then I showed them. I am simulating in advance what it looks like to get an email from me. So then when they get an email from me, they say, oh, I know this because I've seen it before. Because here's the issue. Most of the people that are signing up for your emails, I think about it as like drunk shopping on Amazon at three in the morning, right? You had a couple of cocktails, you're bored, you go to Amazon, you start buying shit. And then it shows up two days later and you don't even remember ever having spent money on it, right? So a lot of people signing up for your stuff, whether it's webinars or whether it's whatever, they don't remember ever signing up for it. They have no earthly idea. They were on a sign-up spree. You and 15 other people they signed up for, and then eight hours later they look at their email and they say, huh, what's that? Write longer emails. Here's the only downside of this is it takes more work, but it only makes a whole bunch more money. So I don't know, what are you gonna do about it? Write longer emails. The only caveat here is not just length, right? You gotta work it. So you gotta have emails that are compelling. But it takes a long time to explain something that's life-changing, wouldn't you agree? Somebody's got a problem that they've been suffering for years and you think you could solve it in a tweet worth of content? That ain't happening. It takes a long time. It takes many hours, it takes days, sometimes it takes weeks. And so there's always something interesting that you can peel back. Now, if for no other reason, you will win because you give them the same set of information as your competitors and more. You will win. I do everything you do and I do a little bit of what you don't do. I win. We call that caveman strategy, but nonetheless, it works. But if I can do things qualitatively better as well as quantitatively better, then I don't win incrementally better. I win exponentially better. So hire copywriters. Copywriting is becoming commoditized. Good copy, not great, but good copy is gonna be cheap as shit. I'm gonna pay nothing for these emails now. Thank you, I'm excited about this. It's gonna be slightly better than AI copy, so I'll beat all my competition who's just gonna use artificial intelligence copy. It's gonna be good enough and then I'll just assembly line it. I'll just get 10 copywriters to write a thousand words a piece and then we'll stitch them together into a 5,000 word email. Done. That's my magic trick. You know, the, the original definition of an entrepreneur, you know what that was or what capitalism was? You take a resource at a lower level of value and you ascend it to a higher level of value. That's the magic trick of the entrepreneur. These are the applications, right? Reason why maybe one of the most misunderstood, underutilized persuasion techniques and communication techniques that exist right now. I look at everything that I declare, say, and do and say, am I justifying to the audience why I'm doing that? What's the reason why? I gotta have one. If I don't have one, then they assume that the reason why is nefarious. So I better tell them something. Any reason why is better than no reason at all. I wanna sell you this because it makes me money. I've used that on many webinars. They go, oh, okay, that makes sense. But if I don't say that, oh, he's, he's gonna scam me. Oh, I don't know what he's gonna do, right? Reason why I have an open loop. That's the freedom I'll help you get with the information business and not for entirely selfish reasons. So this is a reason why with an open loop. So an open loop is I don't tell you what these entirely selfless reasons are. I just tell you, I'm doing this, I'm gonna help you out, but not for selfless reasons. And you say, I gotta watch and figure out what this is. I gotta know what these are. Now, the reason is, because some of the people that I get started in the information business later become partners. They later become affiliates, they rather become strategic consultants, blah, 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 right? And so it's true, but people are like, oh, I gotta find out what that reason is. And then when they, they hear it, they go, that makes sense. So he's selling me this at a huge discount for that reason. I got it. By the way, everything that you sell should have a discount associated to it. 
but you can't discount it just to discount it. It's got to be discounted with a valid reason why. And sometimes that reason why could just be, I want you to buy it right away. And I know you probably won't. The reason I tell people I give money away on webinars is I, this is the reason why I typically use. I say, my mama said if you ever wanted to give anybody attention, wave money in front of them. So I'm doing what my mama told me to do. This is so important. I want your attention that I'm not above giving away money to get it. And they go, that makes sense. I'll come to your webinar, right? If the frame was, please come to my webinar and I will pay you to attend, then they're like, okay, you're an idiot. Thanks for the money. That don't work that good. I see people all the time, I cringe when I see this, they say, put away your wallets, nothing for sale here today. I'm like, what are you doing, right? You are telegraphing to the audience your own securities around getting customers to spend money with you. Don't make your problems their problems, right? Just because you feel bad selling to them doesn't mean they have to feel bad buying from you. But the whole frame of saying, put away your wallets, nothing to sell here, all content, has a presupposition that you're doing something bad when you're selling them. Don't ever do that. I go the other way. I say, I wish I had something to sell you today. I don't, so you're gonna have to just settle for free content instead. I apologize. Next time I'll find something to sell you. Do it all the time. Hey, Jason Flatland here. Thanks for listening to my podcast. If you found this helpful at all, please leave me a review and thanks again and stay tuned for future episodes.